Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Hello and welcome to Been There, Done That on Joy 94.9. I'm Chris and with me in the studio today is... Phil. Are you feeling well, Phil? I'm feeling better than I was yesterday, but that's a long story. (laughs) And Gordon. And I'm here, yes, I'm here, yes. You're just going along as usual. As usual, just putting one foot in front of the other and so I know that I'm okay. That's (laughs) That's what my theory is, that if I can keep walking, I'm fine. That stops you from going in circles too. Oh yeah, it does. If you go in a straight line, yeah. mm. if you just use one leg, you're in lots of trouble. Oh yeah, yeah. You learn stuff on this show. <laughs> Thanks very much indeed for joining what? us uh, on another session of Been There, Done That. Would you believe it's 15 years on the 12th of January 2002? Joy began full-time broadcasting yeah. on the 12th of January 2002. We had been broadcasting on the other frequency, that's right. 90.7. That's, 12 yeah. years. Well, that's when we had to get the um, complete license, wasn't it? It which, was. Which was, uh, which was a lot of work we done by a lot of a good people. We had to the Australian Broadcasting Authority, and then after putting in two huge a uh, four folders with documentation mm-hmm. substantiating our claim for a frequency we did a presentation in front of the board of the aba in the melbourne town hall public hearings mm. and our dear legal representative presented our case and apparently uh, he did it very very well too he did yeah. well he was a he is a qc mm. and he knew how to present mm. a legal mm. argument and he knew all about joy too Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes he, did. he was. He was one of us. <laughs> yes, that's right. And he used to broadcast on air as well. Mm-hmm. But then we did get a license. Unfortunately, it was a, a Melbourne Metro license, as yeah. they call it, whereas we would have liked to have gotten um, the bigger one, which was a, uh, allowed a, a much stronger signal and a bigger footprint. There was a couple of those. I think Sin got one of those licenses. I think Sin got our old number, didn't they? 90.7? Yes. And they were able to go a lot further than we were. Uh, what, what's our footprint now? 20 kilometres or something? Something it? like that. Yeah. Not yeah. terribly huge. Not ter- but kilometres past the 20 kilometres shh, thing. Shh, shh. Don't tell but, anybody. Because but if, but, uh, if I wanted to uh, get a friend of mine to listen to me, she can't hear it in, uh, out in Knox. But if she goes and sits in her car and turns the radio on, she can. Yeah. The car will bring it in, but her, her ordinary radio won't. Yeah. No, need an aerial sometimes. You're being very narrow-minded. You can hear us in New York and London. Yes, that's right. You, got, you can. You go to our webpage you and get the, the listen button. It's in. Or you can download us as podcasts. Yeah, well, listen to us when you like. Well, we, of course, we've just had the carnival, um, Midsummer Carnival, and I was speaking to some people there from Casey 
who didn't had didn't know about Joy. Casey and the Sunshine Band. No, no, no. I just the, the, the city of Casey. Oh, right. And okay. and they didn't know anything about Joy. They'd never heard of us. So I had to educate them. I did. I told them, well, look, all you have to do, I said, we we, we have a a footprint that probably doesn't go as far as Casey, but you can always listen online. And I told her how to get online and listen to Joy. And so she said, I will certainly go in and investigate that. I said, well, good on you. (laughs) But they'd never heard of us out there at Casey, which because they wouldn't. Well, that's but right. Because they can't hear us, so well, they don't know about the, us. Yeah, yeah, beyond well, the... nowadays, with modern technology, as you say, on the web. On the web. We get heard all around on the world. On your mobile phone, even. Mm-hmm. Probably mobile phone coverage is... Because it's the web feed, mm. it's a bigger footprint than our aerial, which is on top of Melbourne Central. That's right. Mm. Other mm. stations have got a full-time licence. They actually go out from Mount Dandenong. Yes. And that's how... But those broadcast patterns are focused all over suburban Melbourne, Mm, mm. not the other side of. Yes, that's right. Mount Dandenong is my understanding. But but our footprint, even though it's only small, we get heard by a lot of people, and a lot of people love us because we get messages from them. How do we get messages, Phil? They can write to us. Can they? Yes. With that email machine that's oh, in right. the corner. Okay. And you can email been there at joy.org.au. Oh, right. And we will read it. We will. We will. We'll answer it politely and or impolitely. On air. We will. Uh, but if you're listening during the general broadcast period on air at joy.org.au, mm-hmm. you can talk to our daytime and our evening announcers. Well, our evening shows. Mm-hmm. Yes, you, you can't go live to air. No. But that might be possible in the future with our current technology. Yes. That's right, yes, because technology improves all the time. But we talk well, about, we've got we'll talk about 20 year old technology. technology. <laughs> yes, we'll talk about technology a bit later. Yeah. You were talking, Gordon, about Midsummer Carnival. Yes, well, that was a wonderful day, wasn't it? It was the bestest of weathers. Oh, it was only 20 degrees and it was so wonderful rather than 38 the year before that's why there's so <laughs> many red faces around the studio this week oh, yes. you're glowing. Like a bit much sun yes. glowing yes it's, uh, but there was a wonderful crowd there over a hundred thousand yeah, i'm but, sure look honestly i don't think i've seen a crowd bigger than that was there on on carnival most day most people were sitting down on the grass yeah, they were having a all wonderful the time ovals were chock-a-block all mm. the grassed areas were yeah. yeah full of people it was just an amazing day because it was just so friendly there was there was no dramas. No dramas or anything, and it was just wonderful, and, they, and everybody was happy, and people were having a great time. Someone who's part of our community and got a birthday around about this time is Will Young. 22nd of January 1979, he was born UK singer. He's so intelligent. When you listen to him talk, you can talk to him about anything. I've asked, listened to a few of his interviews, and he just seems to go everything, just rattles it off, and it is so charming. He's really a nice man, yeah. And a great singer, great voice. But he's not as young as he used to be. Oh, well, oh he's, he's going to forever young. Going to be young. It yes, but in gay be. years, he's getting old. <laughs> <laughs> so are we all? Oh yes. Yeah. He is like some of the others of a particular era, and it does seem to be end of last century era. They're not narcissistic. They're humble and generous with their fame and fortune. Most of them came through when the AIDS crisis was yeah. on too. They are very always very generous to AIDS causes or gay health issues and that sort of thing. It's really quite wonderful. And it's they, a tax deduction. Well, it is, of course, yes. And in the UK, I'm sure you need all the deductions you can get. <laughs> well, I, I actually, I had a friend out from England for Midsummer, 
and he's always impressed with the health system in Australia especially with the um, HIV AIDS situation mm. the way they do it here in Australia because he is actually a positive man himself but he's now undetectable so he's quite healthy and well how but do you know when he's around why? If he's undetectable. <laughs> Are you there? He's there. I he's can't there. see you. Yes, he's there. But he, he's a, he's a, a, he was so impressed with what they do out here for, the, for that com- part of the, our community, the AIDS community. You know, it just, it's just amazing. And he, and he was also impressed with a lot of the other um, aged care places as well. We talked to a few aged care people and, and he was impressed with what they were doing as well mm, in comparison to what was going on in Britain. Yeah. You'd think they'd be more experienced and be better at it because they've been around longer. Yeah, no, but, I, think but I think it's, it's because of the political situation where everything yeah. is done by the state. It's, That's right. it's more socialised. Socialised medicine here in Australia. No, yeah. in, in, in UK. In the UK, they have the National Health Insurance yeah. Scheme or something rather. Yeah, and But, um, um, but I, that used to be all very free, but now I don't know whether it is or not. I'm not sure. No, but, but I think it's the, the bodies that are feeding into these organisations mm. that are pushing equality, mm. they're pushing the actual quality of the service that's provided and the attitude of the service providers because we're a multicultural society. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the push from the bottom up rather than the politicians yeah. down yeah. that yeah. is giving us uh, a more generous... I won't say yeah. financially generous, but socially generous. But I think that they're more option. here in Australia. He's more impressed with the way that the the drugs have been available in Australia rather than they are in England and America and those other countries. Yeah. He said because here in Australia you get them at a very at just the nominal charge when you go to a, a chemist. That's the yeah, PBS. The PBS. Yeah. That's he said the that's public, that's. Yeah. That's always pharmaceutical un- benefits benefit scheme, scheme. But that's always under a stress from people in the government that want it sort of cut back and all the rest of it because oh, yeah. it costs too much money oh, and all the rest of it. Get yeah. some savings there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, we're the, the drugs that are now being promoted for PrEP and mm. PEP are very expensive out of the factories. That's right. When in fact there's no reason why they should be expensive. It's just because if they think, oh, here's a, here's a market that is not going to go away or they've got to buy our product. Well, my very first client that I looked after who finished up dying of AIDS he always said to me, Gordon, there's going to be chemical companies that are going to make a fortune out of all this. And he was right. They yeah. have been. But yeah. they also spent a fortune oh, in they the spent research. a fortune. Yeah, the research costs yeah. a lot of money as well. I was, I was about to mention that, but thank you for reminding me, Philip. Yep, that's how the world works. That is how the world works. But once so I'd hate to live on the American border with Canada. Because on one side of your house, the drugs are free. And on the American side, they're not. They're no. not. And they cost you a fortune. An arm and a leg. Yeah. Which is too bad if they weren't sick. Let's hear from Will Young. Come on, he says. Come on. Here you go. You're on joy. Been there, done that.
To find out more about Joy 94.9, check out joy.org.au. You're with Gordon, Phil and Chris. Been there, done that on Joy 94.9. We've got another important birthday, a local birthday to remind people about. Would it be a publisher? It would be a publisher. Uh, She had a song written about her by Cold Chisel. I'm sure she's published as well as edited. She's done it all. And she's still working. She's on TV every day. Is she? Well, every weekday. Okay. Please tell me. On Channel 10, on Studio 10, with Denise Drysdale Mm -hmm. and a whole bunch of Sydney people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then. Uh, So what is she famous for, then, Phil? Oh, she's... Was it the Women's Weekly? Women's yeah. Weekly, yes. And she was the editor, I'm told. That's right, yes. <laughs> yeah. no, was, I'm so corrected. And um, she's just a lovely lady. Yeah. And she, she's a very great lady according to the uh, AIDS community. She did a lot of work for the AIDS community. Well, she was the chairman of the National Advisory Committee on AIDS, uh, yep. NAC AIDS, and the AIDS Trust of Australia. That's she right. was on that. And she was notable for her efforts to educate Australians about the global epidemic of AIDS. Mm. Now, she had the ear of the mothers, the women of Australia in the magazine and also in newspapers and on radio. It's a bit of tell, we should be telling them and, who we're talking about. Oh, heavens, why not? <laughs> no, it's a, it's a quiz. <laughs> we'll give the answer next week. <laughs> Thank you, Gordon, for prompting Yes, her name is Ida Butrose, A-O-O-B-E. She's not over bloody 80 yet, is she? No. Ooh, no, no. That's what oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're not allowed to discuss the lady's oh. age. No, I've, I've, I have the OBE. Yes. But, but she was the one who sold the AIDS story mm, right. to the women of Australia. The, the and she did it and in a you. very mm. calm and sensible way. She educated the Australian women like Princess Diana, yeah, educated yeah. a lot of that group of people who were interested in her life. And she was very gentle with it too. She didn't get up there and scream and shout and carry on. She just quite modulated and everything, just explained everything that was happening. She used her words. Yes, beautifully. She yes. does very well. A great lady, actually, and uh, she deserves her AO. I think she should have got a bit higher than the AO. She yes. was the first woman appointed to the news board. Hmm. Actually, she fought to become the publisher of Women's Weekly with Packer. Sir Frank Packer. Yeah. She had a very good working relationship with Sir Frank Packer. Well, she, actually, Ida Butrose got the magazine Cleo going. In the Clio magazine, I know of Clio because it was a male centrefold, centre-fold. which reversed the usual centrefold situation. Yeah. But oh. you had to be really careful with the staple. <laughs> <laughs> but they were local lads as well who yes. were mainly photographed. Lots and of actors and, and those people that probably right. used to and getting their gear off. Who was the first one? Jack Thompson. And he really needed a good wax before they took that picture. (laughs) He was quite hairy, wasn't he? So Frank Packer was the publisher. She was the editor with Cleo. And Frank would have been a wonderful man to work with. Well, apparently he knew what he wanted. She was able to stand up to him and say what she wanted to do with the magazine, and he let her do it. And it became one of the most popular magazines that was ever published, actually. Mm. And she had a a career behind her. She did didn't yeah. just walk in and oh, say, no, she, oh, Frank, this she, is she what had, we're doing. She had worked for Sir Frank Packer for yeah. ages as, as a reporter and journalist, yes. So she wasn't just a new chum. And she'd done her homework all right, and she knew what she wanted to do. Mm. But apart from the advocacy with HIV AIDS, she was also the vice president 
Emeritus of Arthritis Australia, the mm-hmm. National President of Alzheimer's Australia, and also she was raising awareness of breast cancer and prostate cancer. So she was very even with her She supported enthusiasm. And, and, yeah, 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 yeah. But mostly in the, it's amazing how it was all, all in the medical field too, which was wonderful because it, it was, she was a voice that was reasonable and intelligent and was able to give facts and figures about different things, which is that the people took notice of. She's also experienced because she looked after her father who had dementia. Mm. So she would have that first-hand experience That's of right. how yep, difficult yep, it is. Yep. Hey, yes, it's a wonderful woman is Ida. Happy birthday for Ida, the 17th of January. Yes. Wednesday of this week, Mm, indeed. We've got Gary Barlow, born on the 20th of January, 1971. He's another OBE. Yes, yes, he's Uh, done a lot of work. Um, An English singer, songwriter and record producer. And he's best known for his uh, position as lead singer of the uh, British pop group Take Take That, along with Robbie Williams. (laughs) Yeah, they're both both good singers and both good actors. Take That was a great group too. Let's hear from Gary Barlow. Let me go here on Joy. A room full of sadness A broken heart And only me to blame For every single part No science or religion Could make this whole Never love to have but never hold. It's a life alone and a desperately to be held, to be loved. So this is gonna take a bit of getting used to, but I know what's right for you. You're listening to a Joycast from GLD, TIQ Community Radio Station, Joy 94.9. You're with Phil, Chris and Gordon. Been there, done that, Joy 94.9. Thanks very much for letting us know that you're listening to our show and hopefully enjoying it. It's all done through technology. Funny you shouldn't mention that, yes, the old uh, crystal radio doesn't work anymore. Crystal set don't work no more. No, no. I reckon it does. You just haven't got the bothered to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy. Just where do you get your silicon chip from? Yeah, that's days? right. You just put your put, put press a button and on comes the music. But now. that's the beauty with technology; it is advancing so quickly oh. at the moment that uh, I need to point out that we are speaking this manually. There's no computers involved in the actual substance of our show. Because we, we're not we're, we're humans. We're yes. humans, oh, yes. no. Well, I'm speaking for myself. Exterminate. But we use technology to get our messages across is what we... Uh, we we cast them broadly. We do we? We broadcast. Oh, right. Okay. And we podcast. Did we we, get we bro- cast them podly. But we broad beans from the casting broadly? That would help with the transmission. The modern thing that seems to be the flavour of the month is electric cars. Well, of course. They've advanced reasonably well in the last 30 years from those little space races that came all the way downhill from Darwin to Adelaide. Mm. But there's a there's an interesting thing that was on the, the, the news about how the electrically driven cars that we have now are not paying road taxes because they don't use petrol or diesel, right. which we have to, everybody has to pay the road tax, 40 cents in the dollar or something or other goes to the maintaining of the roads where the people that are using electric cars don't have to pay that. 
We see every car is soon going to be f- to be fitted, therefore, with a odometer that measures the distance you've travelled. Right. Yes, so you, yes. We, sh- we shall be tracked all over our streets. Well, they've got anywhere the- and everywhere. Well, I had an early electric car, and you could measure its distance. Travelled very well. Oh yeah, because you'd have to get out every forty feet to pull in the extension cord and then run up to the next plug. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps if they put a tax on tyres. Then everybody that has a wheeled device has to replace their tyres eventually. But see, then that'll make petrol less expensive and people won't buy electric cars. Oh, you could still keep the... But they still kept the price of oil very highly um, up for years here in Australia when we could have had it cheaper like they have it in America, but we we were paying triple the price here in Australia. Well, we do that with a lot of things. Yes. That's because we have a country with the population of a big city. That's right. (laughs) On the 7th of January 1983, Hans Tholstrup, he crossed Australia in a solar powered car. Across across West Australia, wasn't it? Across the the, uh, Nullarbor Plain. Plain. Mm. He went from WA to Sydney. I think he selected that because it was a fairly flat road. Oh, Uh, yes. If you've ever been on the Nullarbor, (laughs) it is very flat. It was very simple technology that he used Mm. at that stage. It has advanced quite sufficiently nowadays that the concept of using solar power Mm. is not so important because we've now got battery technology so that we take the power with us for nighttime use as much as anything but but they still have the solar power car race from darwin to adelaide they do every couple of years and i think the next one is to be in 2019 and it is once again an opportunity for it seems universities to actually improve and Mm. develop well see i I reckon my car could be done quite well with that because i've got a glass roof on my car and they could they could have had um solar panels is rather than the glass roof these things in the solar race are not cars oh no they're they're glorified bicycle covered in solar cells and are extremely hot and uncomfortable and you have to be young to sit in them because the little toyota car the prius Mm. is an electric vehicle that is achieved popular choice well Mm. it's a hybrid thank you to be fair the tesla Tesla is the only purely electric electric one yes but i actually saw one on the road the other day they're very distinctive to look at but they need to make a noise because they're potentially quite dangerous because you don't hear them you don't hear them coming be be like the bicycles in shanghai you don't hear them coming (laughs) (laughs) oh boy but prius is uh not a particularly efficient car despite the fact that it is battery powered on occasion because it's got to carry the weight of the batteries and the batteries Uh. are big heavy things and when you do actually replace them after 10 years they're very expensive like at the moment Fourteen or fifteen thousand dollars for a set of batteries. But after ten years, the price would have started to come down, surely. Well, you would hope technology it's, would advance. It's an automotive spare part. The oh, words "come down" don't apply to the price. <laughs> That's right, because they keep. You them need in. them, so therefore we'll keep the price jacked up. They but keep the, them in storage, and they've paid the top price, or you're paying the top price to buy them back. Yes. And they have to be disposed of the old ones. Do they really? What? Well, what are they made of? I don't know the particular ones. I would imagine they're just the, they wouldn't the current have lead. technology. They wouldn't have lead in them, would they, like with the old lead No, that's, that's not quite efficient enough. No. no. I mean, we're, we're in the, our mobile phones, our smartphones got the lithium batteries, mm-hmm. but uh, they've got to be managed a little bit specially. Um, we have to be careful how you construct those. I read somewhere about salt being used as, as a battery. There's a lot of experimental technology at the moment, Mm. various acids and things, and somebody will find a combination of 
hopefully weird but available stuff that actually stores energy efficiently for a long time with little loss. But you need something that's going to be cheap enough to do that. Well, that's the the whole problem that the batteries do run down and then you've got to recharge them. And it's the recharging process that is expensive. Mm. And it comes basically from house power. Well, yes, in Victoria, your electric car is powered by coal power stations. (laughs) That's right. So we don't quite get the point yet. But our friends at Apple have just opened a new headquarters in California and it has a zero carbon footprint. They've got 17 megawatts, that's 17 million watts of power from their roof. It's well, a huge circular building. But that would, they would have to need that because of all the, all the computers and stuff that they would have inside the building would need that to run, yep. wouldn't they? And Possibly. they use fuel cells on top of that. Yeah. And that's four megawatts, and that's basically burning waste, gas or waste product. Huh. And they also have a, a private company, but Apple basically helped them build it. There's a solar farm in the, the hills nearby, mm. Mm. and that tops up the rest of the power that Apple needs. And this is what I, this is what gets me because you see these there's countries like America and Germany and and the and Canada and those sort of places they will put these solar farms in and do all the rest of it and, and wind farms and what have you. Whenever you turn on the television, you'll see a wind farm somewhere. But here, the carry on about putting in a wind farm and putting in solar cells and everything where we've got the most gorgeous sunlight in the world. And we've got windy weather here in Victoria. You couldn't get much windier than anywhere you wanted to be. Out in the Bass Strait, for instance, they could stick up so many bloody yeah. things out there, but they just carry on. I think on our conservative it. politics is based on some pretty old money that probably reeks of oil. I think they've got old mm. brains as well. They don't think about what's going to happen in the future. Which well, they don't the have to worry. They'll be dead. Yeah, well, this is the problem. What about the young people coming on? Oh, you know? well, they'll fix that. Oh, will they? Oh, <laughs> right. Oh, well. don't get me on the don't get me on the ages of some of our politicians they should be all <laughs> well gone. the young ones aren't necessarily much better yeah but but in but, queensland but, but younger but younger people have got they've been brought up with technology yeah they have really they, they're really coming through with technology so they will outstrip all the older people as far as uh, knowledge you might of, be of reluctant what it is. yeah you see i see i, I at my age, I don't know half of what my 14-year-old nephew would know or niece would know, you know. But you know lots of other things. So You, you could yeah. show them a typewriter and they would scratch their heads. Where do you plug it in? Yeah. Yeah. Where's the battery Where's come? the battery come from? How do, where do I post a letter? The What's a letter? Screen? There's a whole lot of things on <laughs> yeah. YouTube yeah. and showing kids technology. And they took this young boy, probably 12, took him to a, a public phone, mm. like those outdoor bell yeah. telephones. Yeah. And he picked up the handset, pulled the cord, and he said, "Is this as far as you can go?" <laughs> <laughs> and the answer was yes. Yeah, this is the, this is what this is why I was saying. Younger people with technology. Even I was on the train the other day, and there was a woman with a baby that was probably about three years old, and she was showing him how to use the phone. Yeah. Well, I actually saw a woman in the train. She was reading non-powered reading material Mm. it was a paper book i read paper books all the time i'm (laughs) sorry i'm very curious about all these people who go and grab their notepads and turn them on and start touching the screen i've got a notepad that doesn't have a screen you've got to put a pencil on it yeah yeah what's a pencil what's a pencil (laughs) but one thing that doesn't change and they learnt this in las vegas last week what was that 
that when you're showing off all the latest TVs and computers and everything and the power goes out, you ain't showing <laughs> <Yeah>. nothing. <laughs> That's right. The whole place was in darkness. For two hours. At least you could put Isn't on a candle brilliant? and read a book. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. God got even with them. <laughs> Take that. Yes, yeah, but it's, it's, just, it's just the technology, of course, we're only just seeing the start of it, I guess, you know, it's going to improve and improve and improve. Well, look, in the last hundred years, we've gone, we've, we've discovered powered flight. Then we've, we've, we've gone from candles to electricity, which yeah, has upset so everybody's sleep, sleep patterns. I'm <laughs> not predicting that in the next hundred years, there's going to be such dramatic changes. It'll be improved upon with what we have. It, if you just concentrate on what we've got and make it more efficient and you know, yeah. worry about energy and yeah. conservation yeah. and stuff. Yes. That would be a better use of our minds than just... It's like, I, I don't want to mention anything by name, but there's a, a currently a whole series of home control devices. Yes, I've mm. seen that on the None television. of which are necessary. That's no. right. Yeah. I don't have to talk to a machine to turn my lights on. No. Because before I can do that, I've got to go and buy the lights that can be turned on by a machine. <laughs> I've right. got to subscribe to the service to do it for me. But now you just and go there to just, switch on the wall and turn it. Yeah, otherwise you're just pouring money into a bucket and other people are spending it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And you can live with that. Any of that rubbish. Yeah. So that's not progress. That's yeah, yeah. That's trying to be a science fiction movie. Okay. Let's go to Ichiku Park with the M people. Oh, the Ichiku Park. Yeah. Speaking I've, of modern things. What about modern things? I've been scratching all morning. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> no, that's something else. <laughs> Joycasts and show blogs. Go to joy.org.au. Joy 94.9 in Melbourne. Joy.org.au for the world. You're with Chris, Phil, and Gordon. Been there, done that. Joy 94.9. And that guy who just spoke knows that we're on the internet. He does. Because he said joy.org.au for the world. Yes, of course. And we do, do go right around the world when we're on air. And that's for sure. And that's 24 7. As well, anywhere you well, it's twenty four and seven, is it? Because it's it's whatever time where you are. Exactly right. You can listen now, now, but it may not be this time. True, <laughs> true. And we Stop know confusing the listener. Time is the only thing that stops everything from happening at once. That's right. Oh, that'd be a bit of a mash up, wouldn't it? Yeah. Wow. Well, if we didn't have time, you'd just have to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> Dorothea McKellar, very important Australian poet, 
died on the 12th of January 1968 and she was born on the end of the previous century in 1899. Now she was an English lass and uh, she came to Australia but then she had to go back to the UK to GB it was as it was That's known. That's right, then. Great Britain. And she actually had lots of fond memories of Australia and she wrote a poem, a three stanza poem and most school kids have learnt it. Yeah, we had to learn it. It, it, Basically, well, because it was a, was a patriotic verse. Yeah, and the, it was the second verse that, that after her setting in this first scene, uh, her land of her birth, which was uh, Britain, and then she said in the second verse, what was the words, please? Oh, I can't remember them. I can only remember. I can, uh, I'll do like, I know that by heart. I, I, and they're written in front of me. Okay, so Phil, the second verse? It's, I love a sunburned country, a land of sweeping plains. Of rugged mountain ranges, of droughts and flooding rains. I love her far horizons, I love her jeweled sea, her beauty and her terror, the wide brown land for me. When she was sitting in a desolate, desultory um, one room, I I don't think she would have probably had a house or something rather in London. But in in the grey climate of GB. Yeah, and there is a recording of Dorothea McKellar reading her own poem that's around, I've heard it many times on the ABC and she she had a very good speaking voice too and she spoke the whole thing well, well. she mm. was British born mm. Mm. but if she'd been sitting in Kalgoorlie in the hot midday sun swatting <laughs> flies and cursing the dust from the trucks going by she wouldn't have written that then <laughs> <laughs> but no you see I curse this but, bloody country but you see distance in memory is always wonderful oh, and it's romantic yes that's right you see it, 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 when you're living the whole thing at the right at that time yeah. it's not that romantic but see, when this, you go away you read that it's a fond memory oh this is a f- very fond memory yeah. and and, but she's not we're not girt by sea we've just got the jewel sea mm. Mm, so it's, she was it's a good. nice a way of describing well, the Gertie, land. Gertie came and took the sea back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mine! Uh, and, and it was for, of that generation, the I Love Australia song. It was, yeah. The, uh, yeah, well, the uh, poem. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, but it's it's a pity a it wasn't actually set to music because it could have really uh, supplanted uh, Walsing Matilda. Well, it was... Which uh, is not a particularly patriotic song. No, that's all about sheep stealers. Yeah. <laughs> but it, 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 but her, that poem is so evocative of mm. when you think about it, what Australia is like, which is a, a, another thing. And uh, it's it's just... Uh, it's a beautiful poem, and, and it's it's really. We don't well. have a great deal of patriotic material. Oh, you do. You, you can compared you, to America. Oh yeah, but they got the they got bonkers, don't the, they? You know the Star Spangled Banger, oh, banger, banger, banger. <laughs> That's on Fourth of July. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, they, they got the songs. They've got the stories, and I guess they've got a a history that they celebrate more than well, they do. Well, their, their history is a hell of a lot longer than ours. They've got 400 years of history or something. And they had they? a war. And they've had a war. Yes, we well, couldn't be bothered. Well, we just had a war with the Aboriginals, of course. No. Well, this is the problem. We're, not, we're not going there. No, no. <laughs> not this week. No. It was actually, do you realise that it was only into in 1827 on the 21st of January. Yes. Now, there's a nice date. There's a good uh, date. The entire Australian continent was claimed as British territory. Yes. So I mean, that's 
up that's until 150 years. Yeah, but it's, after it's, it's six. Oh, no, 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 sixty odd years after. Sixty odd years. It's after, after we Captain Cook, or not, uh, Governor Philip, landed up there. Um, that they just they decided that they would have the whole of Australia was British. So it's well, what did the Cook? Claim. The cooks just, just the east all, coast. All Cook claimed was the east coast, and he named it New South Wales because he was part Welsh or something, rather, wasn't he? I no, can't remember. He, was Scottish? He, 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 yeah. Anyhow, he, it, he called it New South Wales, and but it, it was part of Terra Australis, and it wasn't until years later that Matthew Flinders wrote to uh, Governor Philip and said, "I think you should call the place Australia." That's where that's where the name came from. Well, but the original name. The original name. But now it's, it's just, interesting, of course, now that, I, as I said, 1827 was when the uh, the entire Australian continent was claimed for Britain. Yeah. So therefore, but also, did you realise in 1947 we got an extra couple of bits tacked on? The oh Brits, yeah, down the south. Brits, the Bit Brits said, oh, "Yeah, we don't want them anymore. You can have them." The Heard and Macdonald Islands. That's right. Down uh, and where they, so we've got lots of um, Antarctic exploration go from there. The Botany mm. Bay. Mm. Exercise. Those islands weren't considered part of Australia. No, no but, so see, but, the, the, I, I, the, but see, we were never Australia until the first of January, nineteen hundred and one. That's the point. <sighs> but it was years after that when we got McDonald's. Oh yeah. So I don't know where you're getting this <laughs> island story from. <laughs> <laughs> we had to shake our own fries. That's right. Yes. Days. Yeah. But, but it, well, no, we had chips. But the but the but I heard um, on the radio that the. Um, the Greens, um, Senator Di Natale, the leader of the Greens, he's going to start a conversation about changing the date for Australia Day. And he was saying how the um, the Yarra Council, the Moreland Council and the Fremantle Council uh, had sort of basically got it right, you know. Yes, uh, but they upset Mr Trumbull, didn't they? They did, did upset him, <laughs> yes, but because they're no, they're no longer allowed to do nationalisation ceremonies on those day, that day. So. Well, the fact is they don't want to. They didn't want to anyhow, not on that date. Yeah. This Joy program has a podcast and you can subscribe to it at joy.org.au. Another British person who actually changed his allegiances to the US, born on the 18th of January 1904, was Cary Grant. Arthur Leach. Archibald Archibald Leach. Leach, Mm. indeed. He was as camp as a row of tents. Really? Not Holden one to have Morris. an opinion. Gordon says <laughs> <laughs> he, he was uh, the classic Hollywood's definitive leading man. And do you know that with the man we were talking about last week, Ori Kelly, yeah. he supported uh, Archibald Leach when he first came to America in in New York. Archibald Leach was in New York. Yeah. And when it landed in New York, he was part of a group of people that came over to try to be stilt walkers or something or other. And he met Ori Kelly and, yeah. and they had a relationship going for years and years and years. And Archibald Leach would go off and have, when he had his three marriages as Kerry Grant, yeah. and every time one of the marriages failed, he would go back to Ori Kelly. Would he? Would he? He would. He would, he would go back to Ori Kelly, and they would look up. I was been reading this in an American magazine, a gay American magazine, yeah. all about Ori they Kelly. They were buddies. They were more than buddies, mate. Oh, hello. Yes, and then he. But I thought Cary Grant was buddies with Randolph Scott. Well, Ori Kelly introduced him to Randolph Scott. Oh no! Yeah. Oh yes. Threesomes. Yes. Stop it. Yes. No, he's trying to get him off his back, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> But they were they were roommates. 
Bates. Oh yeah, like Elle. Uh, but 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 the, yeah. yes, but well, actually like Ellen because <laughs> she used to joke <laughs> yeah. about her roommates. Yeah, but um, yeah. So so um, Cary Grant was oh yeah, he was his campus row tens. <laughs> and uh, one of the reasons that Cary Grant really had a wonderful career was because, as I said, he was the uh, definitive leading man. He was cool, calm, collected, uh, a, a bit of a hunk, and oh, yeah. everything like this. And Ge- George Cukor, the, the director... Well, he was gay who, too. Uh, okay, and who died on the 24th <laughs> of January 1983. So mm. You see, he didn't depend on his looks. He wasn't a narcissist. He acted as though he was just an ordinary young man. And that made it all the more appealing. Mm. A bit like Rock Hudson. Mm. But Very he had appealing. A, he had a transatlantic accent. Yes, that's right. And a debonair demeanour. <laughs> well, you, you, without a debonair demeanour, you don't, don't get very far, do you? You're just you? another bloke. Yeah, just another bloke, yeah. <laughs> but, but no, but he and Ori Kelly, were, were, they were together for years and years and years. Well, the, yeah. and the, we, the, we, as bigger than Rotary... Oh yes, I always say. Obviously, we, we've been we are bigger than Rotary. Well. Mm, yeah, but yeah. at that time though, the actors would have been more famous than rich, though, wouldn't they? On those company contracts. Oh yeah, well they only well, they were on contracts like about three hundred and sixty-five dollars a month or something or other or yeah. something like that. So maybe they had to live together for financial reasons. Oh, you're such a oh you you <laughs> you look in the good side of everything, don't My you? My glass is half full. Oh, <laughs> oh right. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ Community Radio Station Joy 94.9. You're listening to Been There, Done That on Joy 94.9. I think it's about time for us to go. (laughs) Is it really? It is. Let's listen to gossip. Oh, yeah, we've got some gossip here. Oh, we wouldn't. We wouldn't gossip about anybody, would we? (laughs) See you next week then. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye-bye. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.